Good morning and welcome to our services again. Uh, at the front end, I just want to just say you're, you're going to have to bear with me today. Uh, my voice has been in and out all week, so I might have to take some sips of water throughout. My voice is not feeling 100%. Uh, so just bear with me today um, as we look at this text here in Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verses uh, 1 through 5. As for you, <clears throat> you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. So I'm sure you have seen a movie or read a book that has a character or a hero starting out on a long journey. Okay, and along that journey, they face many obstacles. Uh, but sometimes when they're on that journey, they have to be reminded of where they came from. You know, I think about, you know, kids' movies that I've been watching as I've grown up or as I have my own kids watching things like Lion King or Moana or all these great journeys that these characters go on where they have to be reminded over and over, don't forget who you are. You know, don't forget where you came from. And they're able to bring out some power or be able to finish their journey because they're reminded of how far they've come or where they began, right? And it's not just in movies and books, but <clears throat> we have documentaries. People make documentaries every year about these amazing stories of people, of athletes who start out from nothing, you know, and make an incredible journey to where they are today. I remember last year, uh, I got to watch The Last Dance. You know, I remember that was a big thing at the beginning of quarantine last year where you know, every single week there'd be a new episode and you're looking at this great team in the Chicago Bulls and you see Michael Jordan and you see all this glamour, but the documentary kind of breaks that down and just sees how many things had to go right for them in order for them to do what they were able to do. You know, it's incredible to see these, you know, the lives of these people start from nothing and get to where they are. And like I said, it's not just in movies, it's not just in books, and it doesn't just happen to these celebrities or athletes, right? Every single person has a story. Every single person has a journey that they've started and they're currently on. Everybody has an origin story. So my question for you, or I guess not, it's not really a question, but my statement for you today is don't forget where you came from. Don't forget who you are and where you started. I think when we're able to remind ourselves where we started, it makes our journey that much more exciting. You know, they always say hindsight is 2020. I think hindsight helps us to realize and put perspective on the things that we're currently going through. I remember, I remember going through a crisis at one point where I thought it would never be resolved and it would never get, you know, I would never be satisfied. But, you know, years later, I look back and say that was like nothing, right? But at the, at the time, it was a big deal. Hindsight is definitely 2020. And when it comes to our journey, we need to have hindsight so that we can recognize just how far we've come, especially when it comes to our Christian walk. 
you might think you know that you don't have like a story like that someone would want to make a documentary out of. You might not have the Michael Jordan story where you have a camera crew following you. You might not have a, a truly exceptional story in your own eyes, but it's a story and it's a journey nonetheless. You started somewhere and you've ended up somewhere. And if you call yourself a Christian and if you call Jesus your savior, Jesus has had an impact on your life to make your story and your journey that much more rich and fruitful. Paul is talking about us, uh, is talking about us here in Ephesians chapter 2. I know it says, you know, this, this is to the Ephesians. It, it's not just speaking to people at this time. I love that this letter can be read today and have as much implications for us as it had for them. And not just for us in the audience at that time, but for Paul himself. And I think there's two things that Paul wants us to take from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Okay, obviously, don't forget where you came from. That's kind of like the, you know, the overall thing, but there's two things on top of that. One is that we were all dead at one point. We were all dead. And I think this is important because Paul uses very black and white language to talk about this. Right? He says in verse 1, You were dead in your transgressions and sins. In verse 5, he says, He made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. Very black and white. Dead, alive. And in between there, there's that journey that we're talking about today. And I would even say that when we are made alive, our journey is not completed. Our journey is just continuing, right? But Paul wants us to first recognize that we were all dead. And the thing that I love about this text is that Paul is not just saying, you, you guys were all dead. He's saying all of us, me included, Paul was dead at one time. And, and for me, I don't know if it is for you, I get encouragement by this. You know, we lift up Paul as this almost like superhero in the faith. He does all these great things, all these great works. But he says, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh. We were all deserving of wrath. I just love it when someone like Paul can be related to. Right? He is a man. And he's preaching these things. He's saying, hey, look, <clears throat> I myself was dead as well. We were all dead at one point. And I think this is key to understanding our life as a Christian, as a journey. If we don't recognize where we came from, then we're not going to know where we are today. And th this happens a lot, actually, in youth ministry. I have, I've had several kids come up to me, or, or teenagers, come up to me and say, who were baptized maybe as kids. They're like 10 or 11. <clears throat> and they'll come to me and say, I, I think I need to be rebaptized because I know so much more now. And oftentimes I'm saying, I, well, I hope you know more now, right? That's the whole point. <laughs> that is the whole point of, of being a Christian is like you accept Jesus in baptism and then you grow. And sometimes you might look back and say, well, I didn't know enough. Well, that might have been true, but if you knew that Jesus was your Lord and Savior, that's pretty important. Of course you're going to grow. Of course you're going to be on that journey. But I think that just underlines the point that we're trying to make here in Ephesians chapter 2. That nobody has all this figured out. Hopefully you know more now than you did when you first came to know Jesus. 
It's a journey. Remembering where you started allows you to see how far you've come. The journey continues and you continue to grow. And I think it's important for us to also recognize that we are all dead. I think for me, not only does this give me solidarity with Paul, this, who, I, who I see to be like a superhero in the faith, it gives me solidarity with people who are non-Christians, right? Because if it says all of us were dead, that includes everybody, right? You might have a, a coworker or a friend who, who's making bad decisions and, and you've tried to be a good influence to them and you're just not getting through to them. I, I hope you see this as an encouragement, that, you know, and obviously don't go telling them, hey, you're dead, right? That's not, that wouldn't be a good thing to say to them. But it helps you put things into perspective. You don't know where that person is going to end up. You don't know what your interactions are eventually, maybe possibly going to do for them in the future. Again, I think about this all the time in youth ministry. I have no idea what my impact is going to be on half the people that I, more than half of the teens I come into contact with. You know, years down the road, they might, you know, text me or say, hey, I appreciated what you did in my life. But that doesn't usually happen, right? <laughs> that, that's just a transformation. And I'm a very small part of their life. And you are as well. It gives us solidarity with guys like Paul, but it also gives us solidarity with just humanity. That we were all dead at one point, and you have no idea what their life is going to look like 10, 15, 20 years down the road. You might be a special, important part of their life that helped breathe life into theirs. Just something to think about as your journey influences the journey of other people. So we were dead. That's the first thing Paul is trying to point out to us. We were all dead. The second thing I think he's trying to point out to us is that Christ is the only one making life out of death. Christ is the only one making life out of death. We celebrate the resurrection. <clears throat> you know, Paul talks about, you know, the resurrection being the cornerstone of everything that we do and say as Christians. The resurrection is important because he overturned death and brought life into it. And what Paul is saying here is that when we accept Jesus in this way, we, in a way, are accepting a resurrection within ourselves. We, at one time, were dead, but we have been made alive. We have accepted this inner resurrection that is helping us bring death and turn it into life. And Jesus is the only one who can do this for you. No man or woman has ever been able to do this except for Jesus. <clears throat> and this is very important. Verse 5 is very important to all of this that we're talking about. He made us alive with Christ. Excuse me, I'm going to go back to verse 4. But because of his great love for us, not out of obligation, not out of a, you know, a to-do list, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. This inner resurrection that takes place within us is not out of our own grit and determination. And I want to underline that as much as possible. Because so many times when it comes to being a Christian, we have these ideas of what we should be doing. We should be doing more of this. We should be doing more of that. And maybe 
those things need to be done. Maybe those things will help you to become more involved and more dedicated or whatever it might be. But the bottom line is you are saved by grace, not by your own works. And we're going to get to that next week more. But I just want to underline this point that we are not saved by any you know, spectacular thing that we might do on earth. We are saved by grace. And this is the point that I hear this all the time when people say, I'll, I will you know, be more dedicated once I get my own stuff figured out. You know, I'll start coming to church once I you know, get my own junk figured out, or however they might phrase it. And that's just not the way that we're taught that Jesus works. We're not taught that we have to get our stuff figured out and then he'll make us alive. No, he says, while you were still dead, the last I checked, dead people don't have much to offer to the living. While you were still dead, you were made alive. That is the work that only Jesus can do. The inner resurrection of bringing dead, dead things to life. That is what he's continually doing in us. And I want to just say that sometimes, even though you might be a Christian and you might you know, say, okay, well, this is true to me, but I don't feel alive. That's because you're on a journey. That's because all of this is not one and done, right? We don't just accept this life and just <clears throat> continue on and nothing else bad is ever going to happen to us. No. It is a journey. But we're committed to the journey. We're committed to living into this life that he's given us. And in reflection of that life, we're going to try to bring life to other people. Through our actions, through just our presence. It's not just through Bible study. It's through how we treat other people, how we speak to them, how we look at them, how we interact with them. Everything is important. How we live our lives in reflection of the life we've been given. While you were dead, Christ made you alive. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this truth. I thank you, God, that uh, we're able to take this message from Paul, that we were all dead, and that Christ makes us alive. God, help us to live into this. Help us to have solidarity with man. Help us to recognize that <clears throat> someone might seem far off, but when in reality, they're on a journey as well. Help us to recognize where we came from. Help us to recognize our own journeys and to see just how much you've done in our lives. Help us to not forget where we came from and help us to see where you're leading us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.